I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. So we got the, 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 the round one victory against the, 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 the Golden State Warriors. Mm. That would be sick. Or, 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 or the potential to miss the playoffs, the potential to win the championship, or, as Marcus points out, what if there was a little board up here that said Victor Wimbenyame? So you've got both the NBA championship and the chance to draft Victor. Now, that's completely separate than finishing 11th. That's a, di- that's a different type of box on deal or no deal. Mm. You got you got the 11 seed over here. You got the play in box. You got all these different things. You got Victor. You got the finals. But I'm telling you, you can cash out right now with a victory over the Golden State Warriors in the first round. We could even do it. What if there were only three boxes left? Championship. <laughs> Victor. <laughs> Or just an 11 seed, or a 12 seed. It's got, we got we got to even it out. It can't it can't yeah. be you can't you guys. That's two good boxes versus one. I'm cashing out, bro. Wow, I'm cashing y'all hear out. this, man? I'm cashing Look out. Look at this guy. The stakes the stakes are too high right for this here. franchise. This man right the here. The stakes are too high for. Look, and this is this is part of why this question works so much because of where we are now. If the Kings make the playoffs this year. And you ask me all this stuff next year, mm-hmm. it might be a different answer. Mm-hmm. But the stakes are too high. What What did I say? What did I say uh, in April or whatever or May? I said, "Yo, by any means, you have to end the streak." Yep. That was the most important thing to this franchise. Yeah, you have to end the streak. And you can tell me they actually get that done. They get the euphoria of that. They get a first-round series against the Warriors, no less. But they could win a championship. I know. I know. I know. I'm disappointed in myself. But this I'm, man take, just I'm said, taking the deal. This man just said on this professional radio program minutes ago <laughs> that the Sacramento Kings could win the NBA championship. I said now, they could make the finals. Okay. <laughs> tomato, tomato. He says, now – he wants to cash out. I'm cashing out, man. Dude, this it's a hell of a game, bro. I, ooh, I like this. Now Damien's gonna be at the grocery store playing dealing no deal with the cashier. <laughs> Let's get our brother Pablo in here. He's been waiting patiently. Pablo has not been waiting patiently. He said the hell with you two idiots and your stupid games. Oh my I'm gosh. We, Pablo. We, we love you, Pablo. Now in Pablo's defense, he's been there for a minute. Damn, but, sorry, Pablo. Yeah, that that. That got out of hand. <laughs> definitely, uh, definitely went in a direction I wasn't prepared for. Hey, I'm not a I'm not a thrill seeker, man. You know that. I'm not really no, a thrill that. seeker. I'm like no, I know that. two feet on the ground. Mm-hmm. I just no, I'm not. So give me. I'll I'll be so happy. I'll be so happy 
with a playoff appearance and a first round uh, victory. And I'll, I'll look to move move on and build off that moving forward. I'm so I'm so fascinated by your like level of risk right now. Like I want to do this one more time. This is this is fun. This is fun to me. This is this is like a window into Kenny Caraway. D'Lo and KC, mm. ten years in Sacramento, uh-huh. ten years strong. We we, we 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 do something rare in the business and we walk away on our own I terms. I don't know why he's messing with me like this. <laughs> but the boxes are out there are nationally syndicated and television show uh-huh. or fire tomorrow. See, this is actually different. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and, and, and I'm going to keep playing. I'm going to keep playing. Going, okay. I'm going to keep playing. All right. It might be fire tomorrow off to whoop that trick. <laughs> There's probably about 12 reasons we might be fired tomorrow. So we'll – Kim said, uh, Stacy saw me do the gritty in front of her office. It was just looking. <laughs> Sounds right. She was in the middle of an important meeting, yeah. and Kenny's out there dancing in front of her office. Yeah. yeah. Getting an email from HR. Hey, Kenny's, <laughs> Kenny's been fired. Why? He was dancing in front of Stacy's office, and no one <laughs> well, could figure it, it out. It says here, he was doing the gritty in mm. front of <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right foot creep. <laughs> Goodness gracious. We had mentioned. Uh, I'm letting that play out, though. Yeah. I'm, I'm letting that play out. Betting on us. D'Lo and KC going to be around a long time. Yeah. No matter what they throw at us, D'Lo and KC going to be around a long time. You ain't got enough money to get rid of D'Lo and KC. <laughs> Not even the money of God can get rid of D'Lo and KC. No, sir. Michael had mentioned Sabonis playing uh, one of his worst games of the season, and I thought that remark here in the chatty house was funny because in the fourth quarter I was thinking the same thing. Domas and De'Aaron were turning the ball over like crazy. They had, I think, was it nine turnovers in the second quarter? Mm -hmm. It felt like Domas and De'Aaron were just throwing the ball all over the place. Uh, Domas had eight turnovers himself. Uh, last night it was one of his and I and I'll maybe it was his worst game as a king it was certainly one of his stranger games as a king mm-hmm. and he walked away with a triple double messed around and got a triple double. he walked away with a 14 10 and 11 stat line the the the, the double double streak continues to grow I believe that's his sixth triple double uh, of the season like he continues to play at an all-star level, even though as we're watching it, we're like, yo, Domas is bugging. Like, what is he doing? Mm -hmm. Uh, He contributed, contributed big, contributed late uh, as well. And that was, and truth truth be told, it was a weird game from De'Aaron Fox, too, until the final quarter. Uh, Really, And and I'll stretch that a little bit further. Uh, There was a stretch in the third uh, where I thought he became really problematic for Memphis defensively. Mm-hmm. And I think that carried them you know b- till they put till they put the game completely out of reach. Mm-hmm. But a, a, a you know given that the Kings ultimately won by 33 points, really weird outing from Domas and De'Aaron. It was bizarre. Mm-hmm. I mean it, it was almost like an uh I don't want to say an old school but like an early season game for Domas. Like he was in a little bit of foul trouble. Mm. They weren't letting him uh you know, plays physical. I mean, I don't know. It, it felt maybe the, the the timing doesn't bear out, but it felt like he could never get in a groove. 
um, between the turnovers and the foul trouble. It, it can never, like, get into a groove, and it reminded me of an early season game from him. Still found a way to get that triple-double. Um, yeah. I think he had – I think he had rebounds and assists before he had points as far as, like, double figures. Because I, rem- I remember I turned to Cheryl and El Grove. That's what I was watching the game with Cheryl and El Grove and Auntie Cindy. Big ups to them. I had a good time with them last night. And um, I looked and uh, looked on the scoreboard, and I squinted my eyes because, you know, I can't see. Because you can't see anything. <laughs> this <yeah>. huge <laughs> scoreboard. Yeah. I had to squint my eyes, and I said, he only got eight points. Dang. Mm-hmm. And then, the then, and then I thought, does this double double count? <laughs> a rebound and assist? Does that one count? You don't have the points. And then, like immediately, uh, Malik Monk and him were on a pick and roll, and he got like he got, I think he hit it on a dunk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that got him his tenth. But point. it was a it was a bizarre game from double. It was, yeah. And the fact that it was, you uh, you, you say bizarre, bad game, bad outing from Domas. I, w- I I wouldn't classify it as that. He didn't take care of the basketball. That's not a good thing. But he still did so many good things out there with the rebounding, um, the assist, and, and you know, knowing the, the way, points. I mean, it but, was like a twenty point game when he got, you know, got up to fourteen or whatever. But still, he got him. Knowing the way you basketball players are, though, and we'll, we could talk to Coach Patrick about this in a couple minutes. Those turnovers weigh on you. Mm. I think if we asked Omas today, or we just sent James a, a note that said, hey, uh, go talk to Domas. Tell him the chatty house is wondering uh, if he thinks he had a bad game yesterday. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you he would say yes. I, I could understand Because those sure. eight turnovers are going to weigh on him more than 14 points or 10 rebounds or 11 assists. Yeah. Um, and the fact that I'm confident he'll be frustrated in the way that he played last night and they won the way that they did. De'Aaron turned the ball over a lot, too. I don't, and, and the fact that they so – I think the Kings as a whole, was it 24? It was an absurd number. They had a lot. Way too many. It, 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 25 total turnover to 15. Way too many turnovers. They, they were negative 10 in the turnover battle and came away with that game the way mm. that they did. You know, and, and the, 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 the thing I would say is I feel like – I feel like Domas or somebody would say, you know, they you'd ask them about their game and you go, uh, I mean, it, uh, I just I got to be better with the turnovers. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he classified as a bad game. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, uh, I, yeah, I get the triple double, but I got to be, I can't turn the ball over that much. Probably leave it at that. Okay. Because I think he, you know, there there are a lot of good things they did. Man, Domas didn't go there. to the foul line last night. A couple of those foul calls he got called on him were a little suspect. Yeah, but it's whatever. Yeah, sky's blue. <laughs> sky's blue. That's, that's hey, just the way. Just it thought is. about it. We should ask David. Pat- we should play deal or no deal with David Patrick. Yeah, I can't lie. I thought of that. I was trying to set the parameters in my head, <laughs> like the NCAA tournament. Like, like where do we go? Big. I'll let you. You've got to format. You got to format okay. that. Okay. Yeah, I think I got it. You got okay. Uh, well, I'm trying to think. So, Big Sky Championship. Okay. Big Sky Championship, but missed the tournament. Mm. Missed well because it's right, hard to see where they're where they're at. Right. Oh, yeah, we'll work to, work 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 through it. Let's get Chi Town in here. Nine one six nine zero nine thirteen twenty. Chicago, what's happening? What's up with the homies? How y'all doing? We good, big dog. How you doing, fam? 
good, good. I'm good. Just at work. Uh, first off, shout out to uh, Baby Ryan and Big Brother Reese. Yes, indeed. And a uh, couple, couple things. Uh, you wanted to recall a memory sometime back in May about something you said. I'm gonna pull two receipts. Remember, <laughs> I was one of the first one that respectfully requested that you change up the Drake beat. You did. You because did. I remember that. I've done that a couple rip, times, though. And then, and then remember when I said, because I don't want to hear it 50-something times, and then y'all <laughs> laughed at me. Oh, 50-something <laughs> times. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then on another call, I really recall saying, who can beat these dudes in seven games? Mm. I see they could push any team in the NBA to a seven-game series. Mm. I really seen that. Like, I go to enough games. Section 221, that's the cheapest sex for all y'all that don't know. Shout out 221, uh, those are our people. Yeah, Section 221, best seat in the house. Uh, but, yeah, I've been to enough games to see, man, them dudes got a lot of potential and they got a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. So, shout out to the Kings. Oh, and then one more thing. Y'all know I'm slow fast, right? You could tell by how many times I'd have called the show to talk to you guys. I don't <laughs> have no friends. But... Why have I been going to the Niner games? I've been in Cali a few years. I've been going to the Niner games for the past few years. Why the hell I just found out the Amtrak goes straight to the stadium? Oh, brother, I don't know. Yeah, it's a little tricky, Chi-Town. It is a little tricky because it goes straight to the stadium, but there are, unless they changed it, there are certain times, like I remember looking at that for to go to a game on Sunday, and the last train back is like 3.30. It's like, mm. bro, I can't use this because mm. the game over at like 4, 4.30. A game over at 4, I got to get to the train. So that's going to be another 15, 20-minute walk. Like, I can't use it. So That and if there's a train running, there's going to be four other million people waiting to get on the train. So you're probably not getting on the first one. Well, you got you got a ticket. Yeah, you, four million for, tickets. Hey, well, hey, I well, know a lot well, of people you, take you be, You'd be sold out. Yeah. You'd be sold out. So you, they, 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 But I, I did that when I went to – Niners Vikings divisional round um, in 2019. And I think the reason why I was able to do that is because it was a Saturday game. They have more trains on a Saturday. On Sunday, they don't have as many trains. That's why I wouldn't work out coming from Saturday. But it was a blast. Like, it was, mm-hmm. that is a, that's the way I would do it mm-hmm. if I was going down there, if all the trains and the schedules worked out. That's a blast. So I didn't know that for a long time either, Shot Town. Don't worry about it. You, you ride Chi Town. We appreciate yeah. you. And Chi Town uh, was—he was on. He—he he did say those things. I remember him. I remember him. He, he, let's go from Chi Town to uh, let's go from Chicago to Orlando. Uh, Kamara, what's hey. happening, baby? Man, I I got like fifteen. Let me pick up. <laughs> God, yo, why do people not know we're on the radio? Like we make y'all entirely too comfortable. My bad, my bad. That, that's all right. That's all right. It, <laughs> all right. So, so, so let me tell you. So, so I was going to tell you about Kings and all that. Well, just for, tell. Just give um, us the rumor. Just it's just us. Okay. You could. You could. You, 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 you ain't got to tell you who told you. Just tell us what the rumor is. Right, so you, you know, like how I like I have friends in the Wizards yep. organization. Okay. You said Wizards. And so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. I was just make sure. And I then, yeah, and then, and in the. Uh, front office and so you know i text stuff and i was like well man what, what is going on over there man and they're like, they're like bruh you know it's crazy so then he called me i got three minutes and tell you straight say it straight up in the front office 
that trade was not that was not uh, well approved across the office. Um, people were like pissed off, hmm. pissed mm. off. And you mean the Rui the Rui yeah, trade the Rui deal? Yeah, yeah. And he said, you know, to a point where the GM was calling people, asking them to help them sell the trade to people, like sell the, wow. the office in trade. And in the and in the front office were like, I can't help you sell this. I hmm. can't help you sell this. And they're upset because like you're dealing with people's jobs now. Because they're like, yo, this is type, this is these are the type of things that are like fireable offenses. Mm-hmm. And you know, you have people who like rely on decisions. And how did you get this trade off? My question is, how do you get this trade off? And you don't have buy-in from the entire of the front office. Mm, my answer to that would be, <laughs> the owners say, go ahead and do it. My, my answer is. I'm stunned to hear things might be dysfunctional in Washington. <laughs> who that was sarcasm the Wizards? right there. Is that Leonis? Doesn't he own the Wizards and the Leonis owns, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he owns the Wizards. And I think it's still your boy, right? Tommy. Does, doesn't Tommy still? Oh, yeah. Tommy Shepard. Shepard. Yeah. 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 I Not wonder ex- if yeah. he knows who Tommy Shepard is. The real Tommy Shepard. Who is actually Tommy Shepard, the general manager, knows who the other Tommy Shepard yeah, is. Who's actually a fake Tommy Shepard? But you I know that. who David Patrick is. That's my guy. David Patrick joins us when we return here. Uh, we got Anthony Slater on the way as well. Jason Jones coming up. Uh, more of your phone calls here. It's Dilo McKay on Sacramento Sports Leader, ESPN thirteen twenty. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. D-Lo and Casey continues. Streaming live on the Odyssey app. Live on the Odyssey app. Live on twitch.tv slash ESPN1320. YouTube.com slash ESPN1320. We're live on Facebook as well. Uh, we started a, a, a little thing in the afternoon yesterday called Run It Back. Uh, starting actually tomorrow, 
we're going to run segments of the show back. So for those who listen on ESPN 1320, like on the radio, those who listen uh, on the Odyssey app, if you don't really partake in in the in the in the the, the, the Twitch and the YouTube stuff, and and you kind of jump in, you're in and out of the car, man. You'll you'll hear D'Lo and Casey now from 12 till six o'clock. Uh, we've 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 got you covered with the best local sports content here. Uh, your best conversations on the Sacramento Kings uh, and your best conversations uh, on the Sac State Hornets as we welcome in our guy, Coach David Patrick, he the is. head coach of uh, the men's basketball team there at, at Sac State. Coach, let's start with this. Can you tell me about the video you guys posted uh, on social media yesterday and what that was all about? Oh, yeah, man. I had an awesome opportunity to um, to present our guy, Xavier Ford, uh, on a full athletic scholarship. Oh, uh, Xavier was a was a walk-on here. A walk-on obviously means, for those that don't know, someone that's paying to go to school here, mm-hmm. and he's been doing that for two years uh, previously before coming from junior college in Riverside. But, you know, I inherited him. I uh, didn't know who he, who he was when I got in the program, but but his approach every day as a person, as, a, as an athlete, is, is what when you're trying to build program, uh, I thought the best way for me to re- repay him and show him how much he meant, because he doesn't always show up in the stat sheet hardly ever, was by – uh, awarding him a scholarship to take care of his tuition and books and rent for the next the next six months. Yeah, that, that's such a. Nice uh, he's got a little warm man. watching Come that on, video. Man. It's dusty. <laughs> got dusty in the room, man. Got dusty in the room. Those are always su- yeah. such a um, s- such a great moment to see. Not only uh, the the student athlete get you know that um, get that accomplishment and, and get that recognition, but to see how much it means to his teammates as well. Yeah. You know, and, and this video was no different. It seemed like everybody in that locker room was so happy for him to have that opportunity and, and you know, to to embrace him in that moment, man. It was really cool to see. Oh, it was awesome. I, I don't know if they were relieved because, I, you know, I, tr- I set him up. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I wrote the first kid had to read a letter. It said, uh, this is from Officer such and such. Uh, you broke code 916. And so they were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> So you didn't get that part on there because they were shook. So I think when they read when Xavier read his scholarship announcement, they were shook and and happy for him at the same time because they knew what time was going to be if they were if they were really in trouble. We can never do anything like, oh, without. We can never do anything without adding a level of drama to it. Like, we, we always got to make. That's like your basketball team. Your basketball oh, team stays dramatic. Man. Man, y- y'all don't man. let them games get outside of four points, no matter what. <laughs> tough, man. The road is tough, and it's tough to come back on the road. You know what I mean? You, you can you can come through at home sometimes because you got your fans behind you and your and your family behind you, but you can't put yourself um, in those situations on the road. You know, I um, I think we lost that two games at Idaho State and Weber. Uh, Weber State's obviously a it's a hard place to play, hard place to win at. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're one, they're two and twenty eight all time. I think at, at Weber State, Sac State is so we you know we kind of control the game in the first half. It's not like every other game where we're down twenty points and and come back, um, we're up. You know, and uh, they made some big plays, but at Idaho State, man, you can't let yourself get in the hole. You know, twenty twenty points and come back um, within a basket. Um, so hopefully we can start avoiding this drama. Coach, do you take anything out of the fact that you guys routinely can come back from those deficits when you're in them? We saw it with Eastern Washington and then these two games here. Can, do you take anything from that? Because to me, I think you're just as competitive as I am, right? That happens when I'm coaching. I'm like, 
no, nah, it's just a loss. Like I'm just, I'm not, I'm not that happy that you know we came back. But you probably should be, right? Like, you sh- there's a level yeah. of fight that the kids are showing, and, and 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 you know they they stick with it. So, do you take something from you know being able to come back, um, even though being down a couple of times in a row, it can be frustrating. No, I I do. You know, I think I think the program when I look for, at it from afar, you know, is 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 in the right direction because shoot, you, you you can be down twenty eight and lose by forty you know, mm-hmm. or 30 and, and just fold in. So I know our guys um, have done it multiple times and come back. So there's a resiliency about them. Um, there's a belief there in what we're doing. Um, I think it also for me as a, as a coach and a staff, you know, when we make adjustments, I think at halftime, our adjustments a lot of times work. You know, I just hope we, you know, for me as a coach, I probably got to adjust a little quicker. I can't wait 20 minutes. It may need to be uh, five. So, so I do believe, you know, there's, there's a, there's a proudness of your team because they believe in what you're doing um, and, and don't, and don't stop regardless of the score. So, so that gives us a chance every night. Yeah. Coach, these types of close games that you guys have, we, we, we often talk about it and we've talked about it a lot with the Sacramento Kings this year is we've used the term, like you learn to win those close games. Sometimes we say that stuff and like, I'm, like is that a thing? Like, do you guys, re- like, do you really have to learn how to win those games that, you know, for, for you guys, it's every night when you're constantly within three, you know, two, three, four points. And you, you got to go through these situations. And it was growth, even though we lost at Weber State. You know, Austin Patterson, we talked about him last week. Mm-hmm. Um, he had two free throws at Hawaii against Southern Utah and missed them at, at a key part of the game. He had the same two free throws the other night at Weber State and makes them. To me, that's growth. You know, you can't, you got to go, go through those situations. Uh, it's easy to coach them in practice, but it's hard to go through in games with that pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's that part. I think there's the other part of, you know, to be honest, Zach Chappelle and has, has won more than he's ever won in his life at this stage of his career. He's 11 games is the most he's ever won mm-hmm. at this time of the season. So uh, trying to teach guys not to be content when you're up at Weber State, knowing that you're supposed to win. Like th- those are stuff that you, you have to get through uh, to become a championship caliber team, which I'm hopeful we will in the next few years. Yeah. Hey, Coach, you guys are coming home, you know, for a few games, and you guys have played uh, so well uh, at the Nest. Is that a place where – I talk about this with the Kings a little bit, where, you know, they start to almost believe anything, you know, when they get going at the Golden One Center. And it feels like maybe you guys have the same type of vibe at the Nest. We're like, hey, we're home. We play so well here. You know, it doesn't matter who we're playing. We're, we're going to either find a way to blow them out or if we're down, we'll find a way to come back and get it done, a level of belief. Do you think the team has that sense of, of um, feel when they're at home playing at the Nest? Yeah, look, I, I think we have pride in, in protecting our home, and there's, there's, a, there's a spirit there when your fans are there, when your family's there, uh, that we have at the Nest. You know, that, that place gets rocking, and our guys do have a strong belief that uh, we make more shots at home like most teams do. But but when we're down, we got our fans behind us at home, and there's there's a there's a swag I think when we walk in that gym, uh, you know, our home gym, especially here at Sac, Sac State, mm-hmm. uh, when we're playing those games. You got international night coming up against Montana on on Thursday, and there are strong international vibes between you and and and, and even Coach Campbell on the women's side. Uh, is can you can you explain the importance of? of having these international players here and, and, and them all being together on this, this one squad playing for you? Look, I think it talks about what basketball is, a, a global game. You know, you, you, you're watching last night at the Kings and the Grizzlies games. You got guys from Lithuania, New Zealand, uh, 
Nigeria on the floor, and then then you put that to our team. You know, it's an eclectic mix of of, of guys from all around the world um, and girls in our women's program. And then you talk about a university and, and the diversity of the school itself. Um, I think the one night where you can kind of honor all those all those different nationalities together and the fact that we have so many on our team, uh, I think it needs to be honored and will be fun to do that Thursday night. Yeah, yeah for sure. Hey, Coach, there's there's one major question we want to ask you, but I wanted to ask you a little minor question real quick. You know, <laughs> you know, who Coach Robert Jones is in Norfolk State. Yeah, yeah, I do. I have do. you have you seen? The, I was watching the game last night with them in Morgan State, and uh, it stood out to me because he had like some some shaded aviator lenses on as he was coaching, and I, I knew we were talking to you tomorrow. I was like, I wonder if Coach Patrick would. I think you could pull it off, Coach. I think you could pull it <laughs> off, man. Some aviator lenses, man, on the sidelines. I think you could do it. Man, should I have to lose a bet? <laughs> but I, hey, hey, whatever we got to do to win, I do it. But no, Rob, I guarantee you. If Co- I guarantee you, if Coach Warren wants and they won, he'd wear him oh, again. Yeah, that, that might be what happened to Coach Jones. They wore him once. It's like I'm just I mean, going. Hey, I may need to tap in with him because he's got a great record over there at Norfolk State. So I may be doing something wrong. Let's 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 touch on the important business because, Coach, I'm just going to preface this. We've lost our mind today. I don't. I don't know what's happened to our radio program. But I. I I'll tell everybody this. Uh, Montana on Thursday. Uh, Montana State on Saturday. It's coaches versus cancer. Uh, also on that that Saturday game, uh, which you'll see uh, prominently displayed. So with this four game homestand, get out in, in, mm-hmm. in support, uh, Coach Patrick and the Sac State Hornets. Yes, indeed. All right, Coach. Yeah, definitely. And I, you know, sorry to cut you off like that. Oh, Coaches versus cancer games, dear to my heart, and and uh, my mother passed of cancer. And I know many yeah. of us have been touched by cancer uh, in in our families and lives, and uh, we're going to honor uh, those of, that have been close to our team and our family with their names on the back of our t-shirts, etc. On, mm-hmm. on Saturday, so it'll be a, I think it'll be a good cause, and uh, those that can donate, donate to help help this this filthy disease. I love That's that. The, I love that the. Um... The NCAA really college basketball, you know, really dive into that, and they haven't stopped. Like I remember when they first started doing it, and such an important cause, um, bring awareness and and to, you know uh, commemorate you know those that that, that we've lost. Um, I, I I love seeing it. It's my favorite one of my favorite weeks of this, the college basketball season, and um, I'm be happy to see you guys participating in it as well. The, the women do We Back yeah. Pat Week too, mm-hmm. which is always mm-hmm. it's always a tremendous thing to see everybody in that Tennessee orange for a week. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty awesome yeah. to see. Yeah. No doubt, no doubt. All right, coach, we're gonna get you, get you out of here with a little fun. Are you familiar with the game you, Deal yeah. or No Deal? You seen that with Howie? Yeah, 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 right? yeah. So you know the premise of the person picks a box. They just pick their box, box twenty two. You put it off to the side. Yeah. You keep opening the boxes or whatever. So we were doing this with the Kings, right? Because I said, I said, look, I'm not predicting they will. I'm saying the Kings, they have the ability to get to the NBA Finals this year with how they score or whatever. So then Damian over here says, I'm going to give you a deal or no deal scenario. And he says to me, he goes, your box is the Kings win a first round series and they lose in the second round. The boxes that guaranteed are guaranteed to happen. Guarantee, the boxes that are still out there are NBA championship, mm-hmm. um, a 12 seed, yep. or Victor Wembanyama. <laughs> are you going to keep playing, or are you going to take the box? Now, I'm not even asking you to answer that one, Coach. I got a tougher one for you. 
We have a Sac State basketball edition of Deal or No Deal. Okay? <laughs> here we go. Your box is win the Big Sky regular season championship. You can have that, and that's that's it. Got that's it. it. Guaranteed. It. The boxes that are still out there is an NCAA tournament appearance or nothing. No conference championship, no tournament championship, no NCAA appearance. Are you taking your Big Sky championship and running, or are you going to keep playing and go for the NCAA tournament? I'm gonna keep playing. I do. I, I knew, I knew, I I knew, knew Coach was, was going for that. See, see, Coach Kenny's Kenny's a coward. He would have taken the championship I, look, I, and left. I took I took the first round uh, playoff win and, and and moved on from the kids. I, I, I left everything. You know what? Table. I better check my contract because I think if I win the league, I think I'll make that. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me go back. <laughs> coach about to go check that bonus edition, that last page bonus edition of his contract. Yeah,あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの、あの
I don't believe Malik Monk has like these learning experience ahead of, uh, ahead of him, though. I I believe great ball players continue to get better and learn. But we 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 spoke about some of the struggles Malik has had, some of the remarks that 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 Mike Brown made about addressing it, and you know how they're gonna. Our thing yesterday was, oh, Malik's just you just play through it. Mm-hmm. Like you 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 got to let Malik cook and just get through this. Yeah. And thirteen nine and eight. That was Malik's stat line last play. night. Thirteen nine and eight. Now, and and I think that's important. Thirteen nine and eight. It wasn't thirty three. Right. It wasn't twenty seven. But tell me, you couldn't feel every basket Malik had. Oh yeah. Every single one of them. He was part of the three point barrage early. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. had some finishes at the rim. And you, I, I don't know why you said this earlier in the year. And man, it it it, it rings even truer after la- last night's game. Crowd goes crazy for Keegan, De'Aaron, Domas. Yo, there is a different feel when Malik Monk gets a basket yeah. and reacts to that Golden One Center crowd. Yeah, it's all like it's almost a. Di- <laughs> I don't hesitate saying this, but it's almost a different feel when he shoots a basket, like when he's gearing up to shoot a three. The uh, yeah, 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 like that's yeah. louder than almost anybody else on the team yeah like people want Malik in a bucket Mm -hmm. so bad Mm -hmm. man uh yeah it's it's a different level of energy man and I felt it not only with the shots that he was making last night but just his attacks to the basket with every pass that he made you know there was a level when when he plays with a certain level of confidence this entire team plays with a certain level of confidence and when they're at home it bleeds into the crowd, mm-hmm. and the entire crowd has a certain level of confidence that they exude back onto the court. It's like a storm the, tunnel. The, 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 the like crowd, that. yeah, the, 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 all of the energy that Malik puts out, the crowd gives it right back. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And again, it's not that they're not amped for Keegan or Harrison or these other guys, but there is, and, and I think part of it is Harrison hits, <laughs> in last night's case, his fifth three in a row. And just turns around and runs down the court. Can you imagine if Malik had hit five threes in a row? He would have burned the Golden One Center to the ground last night, and we all would have been for it. Let's go! Yeah. Oh, oh, it would have been. It would have been nut. And one's not right, one's not wrong. Just the energy is different. Yeah. And man, watching Malik uh, playing that, make those passes that I think even I think. I think Mike said last night, yeah, I'm nervous every time Malik does that. <laughs> like, but his passes are not just just a little chest pass, a yeah. nice little bounce pass. That's not what Malik does. Yeah. Malik sees a window, no matter how small, he's going to fit the ball through it. Mm-hmm. And more times than not, he gets he's able to. Yeah, he gets it there. Uh, and that's why he, you know, he, he, he flirted with a triple-double last night. Man, he, he was really good last night. And I think I feel like, along with Trey Lyles, and De'Aaron Fox had a lot to do with it as well. When the game was getting a little tighter than anybody wanted it to get, mm-hmm. those guys stepped up and said, no, we're not doing this. It was probably a little bit of what happened in against Philadelphia on Saturday where they put their foot down and said, you know, not, they didn't do it Saturday, but they were thinking about Saturday sure. yesterday and they put their foot down, this isn't happening again. Yeah. Let's go. Let's turn this up on the I, defensive end. Let's get out. Let's run. Let's get some easy buckets. We're not going through this again. I could absolutely be wrong, 
but I I I, I think Domas said something along those lines uh, last night. Mm. Uh, I'm looking back uh, for a James Ham tweet that I saw uh, from the locker room. Demontis Simonis uh, did not know how close Malik Monk was to a triple double. That's not what I was looking for at all. Um, or maybe I just made this up. <laughs> Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm just making things up here to to hold everyone's attention. I I was certain someone said something about being aware of what happened last night during the game, being aware of what happened in the Philadelphia game, and not wanting that to happen again. Mm. Uh, but at this point, just scrolling through James's text line, I'm completely well, making. Well, I mean, this up. I'm sure you heard it because how could you not? You know what I mean? How could you not? I, I, I probably just saw it from, you know, Sacktown Tony on Twitter or something like it's like, yeah, I mean, I, that local we guy were, might have said we, we were all worried about it. Right. I know I was. Yeah. I was sitting there. You were already angry. You had already planned the first hour of the show. Yeah. You were so I was mad. like, bro, come on, man. Y'all do this again. I'm not I'm not I'm not being so nice this time. I was nice yesterday. Not being so nice if you do this again. And sure enough, they didn't. They did not. They had no business. <laughs> and somehow, <laughs> somehow walked away with a 33-point win. 33-point win. Hey, that was. That's so funny, and, man. And look, um, the national national uh, basketball fans got to see it last night. I'm, I'm sure they did. And apologies to the, the YouTube crowd. I guess the YouTube crowd, I don't know if this happened the whole game, but I guess they were watching a dog show. I, th- th- Come on, th- th- man. Why the, would they do that to the YouTube? That was the first. I, well, I don't think they did it on purpose, but that was the first thing they did on uh, when I opened Twitter. I was like, why, why is everybody tweeting about a dog show? Who, so what? On the I guess, typical M- uh, NBC I, I, California I guess channel? YouTube forgot to flip a switch or something. I don't know how this works. <laughs> I, I don't know I what happened. I would have been hot. I would have been I would have been hot. Yeah, I, I saw people, they couldn't watch it on NBA TV because it was blacked out. Wow. So they, you know, went in, in, in NBC Sports California, and I, I guess there was a, a highly competitive dog show on. I don't know how long. I don't know if that lasted the whole game. I would have been so And they mad. just missed it. I or really would have. Frantically calling to get other people's passwords. I'm, would, I'm not sure how that works. See, they need to show some respect. That would never happen to a Warriors game. Show some respect. I was getting ready to switch to YouTube TV too. Mm-mm-mm. Show some respect. Can't do to that to the Sacramento Kings, to your Pacific Division leading Sacramento Kings. I think I tweeted something out yesterday that got too much traction, so wasn't taking that down. Oh, um, but I don't think it's factual. I said on January twenty third, the Kings are closer to the second seed than they are the sixth seed. I think they're the same. They're three and a half behind the two seed, and I think they're they might be three up on the six seed. Maybe three and a half. Not need my my fact check guy, Damian Barling, to. I got three and a half from Memphis. They three up on on the Clippers. Or yeah, three and yeah, half? they're three and a half up on the Clippers. They're three and a half, so it's the same. Yeah, so they're not closer to one or the other. But the tweet looks better when I say they're closer to second. Well, given, I mean, just like in proximity in the standings, well, yeah. they are, in fact, closer. Physically. Even Physically, they are not closer. Physical, um, literally, I guess. Yeah, you get it. They're closer to Memphis. I got gotcha. you. Let it rock, baby. Get those numbers. <laughs> get that engagement. 
Uh, we'll come back. Anthony Slater is going to join us in about 15 minutes. And how about the promo for Brock Purdy <laughs> at the Wells Fargo Center last night? Uh, we'll touch on that when D'Lo and Casey return here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. D'Lo and Casey. D'Lo and Casey continues on ESPN 1320. I'll say this on the radio because we talk about it all the time. WWE's Raw last night was really good. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was. It was. Just, I gotta check it out. The first hour, if you're if you're a wrestling fan, even if you hadn't watched in a while, watch the first hour of Raw last night. Just perfect storytelling. And then you'll hear the promo that Paul Heyman, who who they're in Philadelphia, so you know that's Paul Heyman's town, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He has that Philadelphia crowd in the palm of his hand, <laughs> and they're chanting ECW. And he's you could see him, he's he's playing up this emotion and and then he 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 says something like, you know, they're chanting ECW, ECW, and he's like, ECW is dead. <laughs> and the crowd shifts, and then he starts talking about the Philadelphia Eagles who are gonna lose to Brock <laughs> Purdy. Oh, it's so especially coming off the heels of the promo that ran before the Cowboys game with 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 uh, Paul Heyman, it was I it was beautiful. It, I didn't. I guess I didn't. They even ran see a, it. a Paul Heyman promo. I didn't even see it. Oh yeah, maybe I was probably just nervous. It, it might have been before Seattle. That it might have been for, before Seattle and not. I can't I'm remember if it was before Seattle or, or Dallas. Know. You're not getting much out of me. But it was a in the final five minutes before kickoff. It, it was a it was a promo by Paul Heyman for Brock Purdy mm. with uh you know Brock Purdy. Oh, it was it was beautiful. Oh man, I it, did it, see it that marvelous. clip though. Shout out to Chiron. Uh, and, and, uh, I think Mark tagged me and tagged us mm-hmm. in you know that that moment, and uh, that's always a good thing. Brock Purdy so fascinating to me it's it's such a fascinating like case study of the nfl and it's a fascinating case study of you know bad teams which sometimes are just bad teams it's bad talent it's Mm -hmm. it's 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 bad sometimes it's bad organizations and i know they're trying to change things the jets clearly are a bad organization and i'm looking at brock purdy and i'm i'm looking at we're far enough into this, right, where I don't think any discussion we're having on Brock is hyperbole. It's like, yo, the the, the young man is good. Mm-hmm. Like, he he has the tendencies of a good quarterback. You can see the composure in him. And if you don't know what composure in a young quarterback looks like, go watch Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. Go watch Sam Darnold a couple of years ago. And, and and I just kept thinking that's that's a singular organization that missed on two quarterbacks at the top of the draft. This kid was drafted dead last, three hundred something quarterback after quarterback after quarterback after quarterback taken before him, and you watch him in this situation with this coach and this roster. Now you can mask a lot of stuff. With a good roster. Mm-hmm. But his composure and his skill set isn't because of how good Debo is. 
Yeah. It's because of him as a quarterback. Absolutely. And we've talked about this in the past, and, and this isn't this isn't rocket science, this isn't breaking news. Far more quarterbacks in the NFL are ruined rather than made. Mm. Like, I wonder what Zach Wilson would have been like if he wasn't taken first, mm-hmm. if he was taken later on. Daniel Jones always wanted, oh, Daniel Jones is a fine quarterback, but you drafted him too high. All right, what if he was drafted in the second round? Would we evaluate Daniel Jones differently? Would we be more patient with his development? Baker Mayfield getting drafted by the Cleveland Browns instead of an Andy Reid-led team or a Kyle Shanahan. I know Baker has his flaws. Does Baker, as a quarterback, he's, he's really a bad quarterback? Or he doesn't have the right coach who can maximize what he does well. Mm-hmm. It's one of the things that we talked about leading into the season, which we may or may never not ever see. Mm-hmm. And it's what would what would Kyle Shanahan do with what we believe to be Trey Lance's skill set, mm-hmm. which I think is a more unique skill set in compared to Brock Purdy. Right, but. I, I just I I I was I I was watching Paul Heyman cut that promo last night, thinking of Brock Brock Purdy, thinking about the game that we're going into, and it's not just Brock; it's the quarterback that he's going against. You and I both went into this season believe Philadelphia just wants him out of here. Mm-hmm. They're going to start him, let him fail, and then they're going to put Gardner Minshew in. Gardner Minshew is going to fail, mm-hmm. but this is what they want, and they can move forward with that. Jalen Hurts didn't give him that opportunity. And whether that's Nick Sirianni, whether that's true belief from the organization, or whether it's him developing as a quarterback, whatever it may be, you have two case studies here of how approaches with quarterbacks matter. Mm-hmm. Perhaps even more than the original skill set that those quarterbacks have on the day that they're drafted. And I couldn't I just I could not stop thinking about that with Brock Purdy last night. I, I man, I hear everything that you're saying about Brock Purdy, the quarterback, you know, the the singular like his skill set, his talent level. I agree with you. That you you look at somebody like um what's what's uh Jesse, what's the what's the quarterback's name for the Dolphins? Skylar Thompson. Skylar Thompson. I think he was take he was like the quarterback taken before Brock Purdy. He might have been the pick before Brock Purdy. Wow. And he looks like somebody that with his game was taken as the second to last. Yeah, like he his skill set looks like that. Brock doesn't look like that. I'm not saying he looks like first rounder or top uh two rounds or anything like that, but he looks like an NFC championship quarterback. Yeah. He looks yeah. like that. He he looks like somebody that you would take way higher than Mr. Irrelevant, right? The thing that I wonder and I've heard people talk about this, is do we have this whole thing messed up with, or not we, the NFL teams, do they have this whole thing messed up with how they look to build teams? And I say that saying, you're terrible, like the Texans are terrible. What are they going to go do right now? They're going to go draft them a quarterback in this draft. Mm -hmm. They stink. Mm -hmm. Is the answer... So flip that. If you're the Texans, go get you a top offensive line. Go get you some top defensive players. Go get you some offensive weapons. And maybe two, three years from now, go get that quarterback. 
Like, does that make sense? Like, it does. As opposed to just running Justin Fields out there with nothing yeah. and letting him waste. Number one, you're, he could get destroyed out there, lose confidence, be in a losing situation. Um, and then the other aspect of it is if you, like, surround all surround him with all these things, that's going to take a couple of years. Well, he's going to be ready for the big deal at that point. Mm-hmm. So now you got to deal with the salary cap. As opposed to if you put all the pieces around first and then get the quarterback, he's going to come into a situation where he's got players around him that can make up for any you know learning curve that he may have. Also, you got four years under the rookie contract to do what you need to do with the rest of your roster, whether it's adding or playing people that have panned out for you. And I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know who has the patience or can retrain their mind to say, "Hey, we're the worst team in the league right now. Let's go get an offensive lineman." To a certain degree, that's what the. To a certain degree, that's what the Lions have done. Uh, how the Lions went and got uh, well, okay. Hutchinson and uh in with Sanu Pool. Is that how you say his name? Pool. That you, but you went a different route to get a quarterback though yeah that's what you do that's what you do so that's so you don't that, draft quarterbacks you don't draft one until probably now you go get a Jared Goff and you you let him play for two years or so and you get a, a so you get possible the pro gap. bowl you get the stop, get the gap stop quarterback gap, and you get a possible but, pro bowl um defensive lineman possible pro bowl offensive lineman a possible pro bowl wide receiver you you go get your a running back and now Say, you know, they could they could even draft a quarterback this year and still have golf play this year and bring him up a, a different way. By the way, acknowledge Jared Goff had a good season. He had a really good season. He's okay. a good quarterback. I don't, I don't right think now. you have to move on from Jared Goff right now if you're Detroit. I don't think you have to either. But my my whole point is, say in the third round, they draft a potential a potential future quarterback. You don't here you, once so you're, again. You're saying keep guys like Carson Wentz under center longer. That's a stopgap quarterback. Well, it's a he's, bad one. Yeah, but he's, it's, oh, yeah he's not good. Well, no, saying, he's not. I'm but saying like Jared Goff. I wouldn't I wouldn't give just anybody that opportunity. But, like, give me someone else. Um, I mean, is, what, is Derek Carr? Derek is Derek Carr a franchise Carr was, quarterback or a stopgap quarterback? He's a stop. Jim, he's a stopgap. Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo's a stopgap. Man. At this point in his career? Really? Yeah. At this wow. point in his career. At this point in career, you would you would have okay, okay. and when I say stop gap, remember stop okay, gap was like two, three years. But it's at the yeah, most. it's not very long. <laughs> at the most. What's is Jared Goff a stopgap quarterback? I think I I think he is. Maybe they think differently after this year, though. I came into this year uh, thinking. You got to give him. I, mean, I came into this year thinking he was a stopgap quarterback. Sure, I think now we all did. Questions arise. The, uh, now, hey, maybe well, we here, can move forward with to this maybe guy. fit to your theory a little bit. The team is better. Mm-hmm. Oh, how about that? The team is better. Mm-hmm. Jared Goff played well. Mm-hmm. Now, with Jared, Jared Goff is just a unique component to this conversation because he. The the, the 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 Sean McVay and, and and that group down there in Los Angeles determined our lone issue is the quarterback. We're trading our quarterback. Yeah. You brought in a new one, you win a championship. Mm-hmm. So with with golf, it's not necessarily the players. I don't know what clicked with him this year that 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 allowed him to 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 play better. Um but the the stopgap thing is fascinating. So Derek Carr's days as a franchise quarterback over. Jared 
uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.